I'm Kevin Bachman. On this episode of Background Check Radio, I'll tell you the best way to do your job is by beginning to do things that aren't really your job at all. Stick around. Well, it's another month and another set of fresh employment data is out and it's shown that an employee's willingness to quit their job and take another is a trend that is not slowing down. We've now had multiple months with more than 4 million people quitting their job each month, which in context is about 3% of the workforce, which means if we break that out over a 12-month period in 2021, approximately one-third of U.S. workers put in notice. On the top end of that spectrum will almost always be leisure, hospitality workers, accommodation, food service workers, retail employees. That's, that's about 6 to 8% of those employees quitting each month, which, again, translating means a 50-employee franchise restaurant, for example, that that company will need about 100 people to work for it over a 12-month period. So how can we help? Let's help by using our expertise to help solve their pain. And I mentioned that we're we're talking about some non-traditional ways to do that. Um, you know, but and, and here are a few examples. Chances are, if you're a CRA, you have a lot of insight into your clients. You have a lot of clients and you have a lot of conversations with them. You get to hear what works, what doesn't inside of their hiring process. And 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 more importantly, you get a lot of that insight into things that others are facing which your client doesn't always have as much access to, right? It's a competitive environment, not for you. You get to look under the hood and, and hear some of those secrets. So that competitive intel you have that they don't, there's a lot of value there. So back to the question of how do we help? Begin by telling stories. Share with your clients what works, what doesn't, what challenges others have faced, and what success stories you've seen that might work for them. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with employment verifications. It doesn't have anything to do with ensuring the MVR trace to the applicant. But what you're doing is you're applying that expertise in a different way. When you show your clients you're interested and want to be part of their success, that doesn't always mean determining whether your strategy to call employer number two at 10 a.m. or 1 p.m. is the better play. There's a lot of different ways we can help. Because from my vantage point, you have two choices here. The first is continue to do nothing. Yeah, continuing to do nothing. That, that, that could be a valid strategy. You know, plenty of HR partners are doing nothing for their clients beyond that core service they're providing. Payroll company isn't necessarily diving in to help their clients retain workers. The dental plan administrator isn't rolling up their sleeves. And it's not normal to think that they would either. That's not their area of expertise. And if you're listening, you may think, well, that's not mine either, Kevin. And that's okay. You can keep grinding out that optimation, that optimal verification call schedule. Sure. And, and I get that opinion. Years ago, I may have agreed. But time and experience have changed my tune on this. Because when I look at this scenario, I know one of two things is probably going to happen. I can be the vendor who just goes about my day celebrating the fact that volume's up 15% because my clients can't retain workers. But then my client complains they can't hire fast enough. And my support team says, well, we can't do it faster, blah, 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 background check reasons. And then I lose the business because the competitor's going to come around saying, 
they can help the employer overcome their 15% attrition by providing a 20% faster time to hire. And bye-bye client. Doesn't matter if they can. And they, they might actually be able to pull it off, but they took the business from you. And even if the turnaround time gains aren't realized, that employer's not coming back hat in hand. They're gone. So that's option one. Option number two is, I can be part of the solution. Why is attrition up? Why is time to hire slower? Is it truly and legitimately you? Or are there steps in the pre-hire process that we can simplify and streamline together? These consultative conversations we can have with our clients. And in this case, you might not have all the answers. Heck, you might not have any of the answers. But the fact that you're rolling up your sleeves trying to help them solve their problem, any gains you make is gravy. Just the fact that you're as interested in helping them with their business problems, that can be enough. Just demonstrating you're a true partner so when glitzy, glamorous competitors come along with the new rep promising the world, what you're trying to do can be truly enough to get them to say no to that sales demo. Oh yeah, and, and maybe I can help them. So maybe their attrition goes from 15% down to 10 or down to 5. Yeah, those volume gains aren't as big anymore. But I'd, I'd rather have a more certain guarantee I'm going to get a smaller percent of the business for a longer period of time than be in a position where right now it's going through the roof, but you don't know whether you're going to have a chair when the music stops. And at the very least, you're demonstrating to your employer that for all their problems today, you are not one of them. So what this is doing, what these ideas I'm sharing are encouraging you to do is to look for new problems to solve, new ways to add and drive value for my clients. Other than your support team changing their tune a little bit and looking for new ways to provide support, I haven't said anything that costs you a dime. You know, 10 years in our space, 10 years ago, there were real, real differences in screening practices. And, and there still is now, but... 10 years ago, I'll, I'll give a few examples. 10 years ago, you still had CRAs 100% dedicated to physical runners going into courthouses. And that was happening while other shops were going 100% in the other direction, either fully automated or, or online desktop access only to information. The third bucket of shops, they landed in the middle. They tried to find the best of both worlds. But I don't know anyone today using the 100% runner model. And I don't know anyone today who's trying that blended approach who's betting their company on the idea that less rather than, than more search automation is the answer. Which means there's less competitive distinction between us as CRAs. Which means that winning and losing is less and less about a hit rate five percentage points higher or lower or five percentage points higher or lower on turnaround time. Deals are being won and lost today, in my opinion, on two things. And deals, I'm not just talking about companies that want to change. I'm talking about conversations, service issues, where our buyers are thinking to themselves, is this really the partner for me? Okay, so deals, whether it's overt or just kind of an inkling under the surface. I think they're being won and lost on two things. The first, will my technology work with yours? Will the ATSs line up with your proprietary or off-the-shelf system? How much will it cost? How much will it take? How long will it take? That's the first thing. The second, for all the movement, investment, chatter, and buzz around automation, buyers want to know. They need to know. Will they be able to find somebody when they need help? 
And there's different levels of need, right? If you don't need a lot of support, you're gravitating to a certain set of vendors in our market. If you need white glove, true white glove, you're hitting another set of CRAs in our space. And as you're listening to this, you're thinking of two or three shops that fit either of those examples. You want something in the middle? You get my point here. But buried inside those examples is the same core concept. What can be done to help a client solve problems, drive business value, and generally make their lives easier? Because as I think through three types of jobs that have been really, really hard these last two years, I first think of hospital workers. For the first year, we're all in this together. Now, most of the people they treat are unvaccinated, people whom they and their families are yelling at staffers for not treating them with horse paste. I, I next think of teachers. You know, we were all in it together. Now they're getting grief over what books can be read and whether little Johnny needs to wear a mask. And, and lastly, I think HR people. I think of our buyers. The same people who have to design floor maps in the factory so people can know which way to walk to the bathroom while remaining socially distant. That, that's not a joke. That's happening. <laughs> and, and, and people have to figure out how to hire and staff for a business in the most predictable, unpredictable time of their professional careers all while doing their best to keep people safe, not break laws, and contribute in their own way toward increasing the value of their businesses. So yeah, let's cut them a break. Let's try and figure out what, if anything, we can do to help them. That's how we keep them, by thinking of and doing different things to help our clients, whatever and wherever that may be. I'm Kevin Bachman. Thanks for listening to this episode of Background Check Radio. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and share what you heard with your friends. Thanks and have a great day.